here I am having a very successful career um, at Sitka. When, when I sat down and mapped out what I want, 5, 10, 20, 30 years, that wasn't part of it. Uh, there was more that I wanted to pursue. People are like, what are you doing? You have like the coolest job in Bozeman. Like, what on earth are you thinking? Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Levesque. here to bridge the gap for women in the outdoors, support families, and roll out your weekly dose of positive vibes. With almost two decades in the health and fitness world and an untamable passion for hunting in the outdoors, my mission is to help you move boldly in the direction of your dreams. Join us here weekly as we talk about fitness and mindset, accountability, as well as all things hunting and epic untold stories. I am excited to share this episode today. I sit down with my friend, Dave Brinker. He is also here in Oregon, and he's somebody that I really look up to and admire in the entrepreneurial space. He's also a hunter, a musician, um, and he is just somebody that has always really encouraged me to live big and live bold and to not overthink what I'm doing. So I'm excited to share this. This is two parts. In part one, again, we talk about building business, kind of his backstory um, where he started with Sitka when Sitka was first formed. Um, Then we also talk about just not living in the confines of a specific career, how to make shifts if you are looking to do something different with your life, making a business plan so that you have direction, and lots of good things in this podcast today. So tune in as I talk to my friend Dave Brinker. Y'all need this episode, but first, a quick word about today's sponsor. Are you ready to upgrade your glass game? I've been running Maven Optics for almost six years through some of the most rugged, thick, wet, and unforgiving terrain in the West. My optics have held up in every condition and have no doubt led to some epic successes in the field. Their award-winning glass is packaged up with functionality, brightness, clarity, lasting performance, and cost in mind. With Maven's lifetime warranty and direct-to-consumer, no-retail-markup business approach, you can rest assured you'll be getting the best binocular for your buck. Head over to mavenbuilt.com to see their full lineup of binoculars, binoculars and rangefinders, rifle scopes, and spotting scopes. And because you're part of the Her Inspired Journey community, you can use the code HERINSPIRED-GIFT and get a free gift with your purchase. Now let's roll into today's episode. Let's just jump right in. Um, I'm excited to have you on. We haven't got to catch up for quite a while. And uh, I was thinking the other day when I was looking at this episode and just kind of the topics that we wanted to discuss and um, back to where we originally met, which I think was either 2017 or 2018 at the Total Archery Challenge in Montana, which was a great weekend. Um, but that's where I really first got introduced to you. But welcome to the show, Dave. I'm uh, I'm really glad to cut out this time with you and just learn a little bit more about you, share what you're doing now. Seems like you wear many hats as an entrepreneur, musician, uh, hunter, father, husband. Uh, you serve on a board for many different organizations and companies. So uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on, Courtney. Uh, it's, I think you're right. Uh, as to when we met, it, that's that's one of the most fun events of the entire year, and that's one of the best parts about it is you is you meet so many like minded people, and I'll never I'll never forget. I actually went to the first one up there, uh, whatever year that was, and there's like barely anybody at it, but I knew immediately once once they started doing those total archery challenges that it was going to blow up. I met so many people there, so I appreciate it. I. I been wanting to chat with you for a while i follow you and online and definitely an inspiring person and i always enjoy seeing your positivity yeah that you put out so thank you well the feeling is definitely mutual um in fact you had just a recent post you were talking about the i want to say the shift but maybe more (laughs) accurately described as the leap that you took in your career journey um and in the post you said 
If there's anyone there that is fighting the mental battle of whether to go pursue what you see or stay within the status quo, know this. There's a big world out there. You're not defined by who you are right now or who you have been. The rest of your life is yet to be determined. Uh, that's just a piece of what this post was, but it spoke to me because I think it is very easy to get looped into, well, this is who I am. This is what I know. This is what I do. But you can definitely speak more to the fact that sometimes taking that that leap is what really puts you in the right spot, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong, in my opinion, of having a very clear sense of your identity or at least what you think your identity is because there's plenty of people out there that have no idea what they're passionate about or what they want or even who they are um and so but the the, the problem that and this i speak from personal experience i'm not judging anybody i'm just what i do on my on my instagram and on these podcasts is i just speak from my experience and if somebody, if somebody relates to it and wants to listen to it, great. If not, no big deal either. Um, but what I've seen uh, in my life is I, so for those that don't know, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I spent my whole life hunting. Like I, I, it's been my number one, basically besides family priority my entire life. I, my dad started taking me when I was a baby. And my idols growing up were like, you know, Larry D. Jones, Will Primos, uh, all the like the legends in the industry. And I always wanted to be in the hunting industry. I wanted to be in films. I wanted to do all these things. I used to every day in the, my our backyard on our acreage, you know, hunting squirrels and birds and acting like Larry D. Jones, mm -hmm. all these guys. And you know, fast forward into my early twenties or I guess my mid twenties, I, uh, met Jason Harrison on a hunt, um, down in California for wild pigs. And for those that don't know, Jason Harrison was one of the founders of Sitka gear. Um, and also went later on to found, uh, Kuyu. Anyways, Jason and I became friends and, uh, uh, over the course of a couple of years, um, over actually the, the, with the day I met him that was the, one of the first days he had the first samples of sick gear and <laughs> brought him on the hunt and he handed them out to everybody and I thought man that's really cool like he's you know working in the hunting industry that's amazing I, I would love to do that someday at the time I was in college uh, doing my last couple years of college anyways fast forward about another year and I <clears throat> I was actually a golf pro while I was in college I used to pretty good at golf and I was giving golf lessons just paying my way through college but I was never super passionate about golf I just I like it I, I just didn't love it <clears throat> but I was just naturally pretty good at it so I could always make a buck off of it uh, anyways I was working at this golf course driving around in the range car picking up range balls and uh, my phone rang and it was Jason and he said hey we're getting ready to hire our first employees for Sitka uh, I'd love to hire you and I thought, man, that would be so awesome, you know? Um, but I told him, look, I, I'm like, I think I was less than a year. I think I had two terms left of college. I'm like, I'm almost done with college. I'll definitely apply when I get out, but I'm not going to quit college. Just I've worked too hard to, to stop now. So I'm like, I hate to say this, but that's my dream job. But no, I can't do it right now. So I hung up the phone with him. I went back in the pro shop. I called my girlfriend and I said, Hey, you're never going to believe what I just passed up. <laughs> and she said, what? And I told her and, um, uh, she said, well, uh, you should have asked about a, uh, like a summer internship or something, you know, do something. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I didn't even think about that. Um, cause I could have got, cause I was getting a business degree. I could have got college credits for it. And anyways, I'm like, well, I can't call him back. I'll seem like I'm just like, you know, not thinking like I'm not thinking clearly and I'll seem like an idiot. So anyways, I hung up with, with, with Rachel, my girlfriend. And uh, right then Jason calls me back. He's like, Hey, I got an idea. Come down for college internship credit. <laughs> and well, you can just work for the summer. So I'm like, I'll be there in two weeks. So at the time, Sitka was in Napa, California, which is where it's, it's it started in Dixon, California, but the office was in Napa, California. And, uh, 
Anyways, long story short, so I got hired at uh, a startup company in the hunting industry, which is a dream of mine. And uh, fast forward, uh, it ended up being my first real career. I worked at Sitka for 11 years. It was it consumed my entire life for a decade in a, in a, in a really positive way. We didn't have kids yet, so it kind of like my career was number one. And um, I got to travel the world, meet all kinds of amazing people, learn all kinds of amazing things. It was incredible. Um, and towards the end, when I decided, there, there was a moment when I decided, or I had to start thinking about what did I want to do for the next decade. Um, obviously, I could have had a great future uh, where I was, but at least for me, I started thinking about, uh, you know, maybe there's, maybe I should at least be open-minded to the fact that there might be something different. I have experienced great things. I have no regrets, but also I, I, I'm kind of feeling the urge for something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and this heart started a whole process, which I would call it actual identity crisis. Uh, where I started thinking about how I had become uh, David Brinker at Sitka, not David Brinker. And this was around the same time where I was starting to uh, release music, because music's another one of my uh, hobbies, if you will. I like songwriting. Um, So I was like, David Brinker at Sitka, also this music thing, and then also, you know, hunting, and then I have kids now, and I'm a family man, and I have all these things, plus our entire family's back in Oregon, so there's all these things pushing and pulling. And the whole point of me telling this entire story is is going back to your original point, which was, um, you know, uh, the the identity that had taken me over was, was fantastic. Like I was blessed with this amazing opportunity, but also became a little bit dangerous because I, I had almost started, started taking it too personally, especially when the company started getting so big where it wasn't about me and five other people anymore. It was about like 50 or a hundred and no one person was that important, you know? Mm -hmm. So the brand was much bigger than that. And that's just, you know, that's just what happens to a successful company. There's nothing wrong with that. It's actually fantastic. But everything had changed to the point where I had to make some hard decisions. And so what ended up happening, we can get into it, but it was kind of a, a major uh, identity crisis, which actually turned into a positive thing. But it was it was definitely a long road. And that's one of the things I wanted to start talking about in my social media a little bit because I feel like people, a lot of people go through this. Uh, and... Um, for better or worse, allow kind of get the best of them, and don't don't actually analyze it maybe the exact correct way, and use it as a, as a positive tool for forward movement as, as opposed to using it as just a way to get stuck and feel comfortable, quote unquote, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I, anyways, long I left a, a career that I loved, um, and started uh, a business in an industry that I had only known about because my dad had been in it his whole life and uh, uh, also launched a music career and a consulting career and all these different things. And that's kind of what's, it's kind of how, you know, the whole thing started and we can dive into whatever you want. But so I learned a lot about uh, myself and also how to kind of navigate through identity crisis. Mm -hmm. So during that process, once you kind of realized that not only the urge, but the desire to have that change and shift and do something different, you know, to redefine yourself, if you will. um, I know that you talked in the past about struggling with, uh, with depression, you know, and then also was this around the same time you were feeling this, identity for crisis sure. and shift for sure uh, uh anxiety runs in my family it's just a natural part of being a brinker <laughs> it's just I, you know it's just we have a higher anxiety uh than maybe the next person i don't know but for i, I always have had an elevated anxiety mm-hmm. um but i deal with it pretty well because it's 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 weird because i'm a super laid-back person uh pretty easy going <clears throat> but also always kind of on the edge anxiety wise. Um, so I got to work hard on that, but the, the, the depression specifically, I've never really struggled too much with. Um, 
And yes, it was very situational. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the, like I, I spoke to a counselor about it around the same time. And the message I got from her was, <laughs> you should really only change a couple major things in your life at once. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the human psyche can only handle so much. Uh, and if you if you move around too much, these big pieces of your life, it definitely don't make anybody depressed. It's stressful. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, it's a roller coaster, especially when outside looking in, someone would people really question what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, here I am having a very successful career um, at Sitka. And being a major part of the, the growth of that company, and it had become like, like literally a bleed orange. Like it becomes so much a part of me um, that people are like, "What are you doing? You have like the coolest job in Bozeman. Like, what on earth are you thinking?" And that's hard to deal with too and sort out because you don't have the energy to explain the context to them. But also, you don't. They don't. You don't really have to, you shouldn't have to, but also it bugs you because you want your community to support you, mm -hmm. which by and large they did, but you always focus on the few negatives, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, for me, what people didn't understand was it wasn't about Sitka. Sitka's great, you know, they're going to be a successful company. They, they didn't do anything bad to me, you know, it's a good, it's a great company. It's not about that. It's about, when I looked at the long term of my, uh, when, when I sat down and mapped out what I want 10, 5, 10, 20, 30 years, that wasn't part of it. Uh, there was more that I wanted to pursue. And that, that in order to uh, start down the path to that, um, I had to take, you know, especially financially, two steps back. I mean, we, we sold our house, moved into a house half, almost half the size. Um, I, I spent half of my life savings. I relocated my family out of, of one of the most beautiful places in the West and um, completely shifted around things and got realigned them for the long term of what we wanted for our family. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who you are, that's going to stress you out and probably send you into a state of anxiety and depression mm -hmm. because it's it's a lot mm -hmm. right um that's kind of the roots of where that post came from because where this is this is three years ago and now i'm starting to see the fruits of those decisions right because it takes a while it's not something that just happens overnight and when i say fruits it's not necessarily financial mm -hmm. um although that's like one fifth one fifth of the pie it's, you know, relationally, uh, spiritually, physical health, mental health, uh, you know, uh, uh, family, all the things, all the ways you can measure your happiness level. For me, um, took just a pretty big adjustment um, to get, it's almost like going to the chiropractor and getting an alignment, like you feel like crap that day. But it's for, you're trying to fix for the long term, so. Absolutely. That's, I've, I've... that's uh kind of where all that came from so what did that process look like because you know a lot of times the decisions that we were making today you know they're you're not going to see the benefits or the gains or the results of that for years to come you know so you talk about making all of those shifts moving your family downsizing you know spending half of your life savings you know to spend then years hoping and putting your faith in the fact that these, these things are going to come back around like what did that process look like for you on the mental level like how did you keep yourself in check and moving forward um well some days i did and some days i didn't <laughs> but the, the main thing that i did we literally and i've told so many people this but i don't know if they believe me actually because it sounds like i just make it up but we truly my wife and i we truly sat down and wrote it all down like we wrote a 20-year plan and i have it in my phone and i think about it every day hmm. and it wasn't just like I said it wasn't just a financial plan it was I think there was like five categories you know that everything from physical health mental health like what we want for our kids when they grow up uh, financially uh, you know and on and on and on 
And that's literally, I remember the day we did it in our backyard in Bozeman. And that is the day that it started the whole process. And it's almost like it's a, uh, it's like a, you got to unravel everything before you can put it back together. It's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm sure there's some great analogies out there, but that's kind of what it felt like. It's mm-hmm. like, we have this amazing life, no complaints, no real complaints. I mean, obviously everybody has complaints. Like I complain, right. But no real, like it, by and large and in, in, in comparison to the world, we were living a fantastic life. In both. I, I love it there. Mm-hmm. I, I love all, all my friends there. But in order to get where we wanted to be, which is the priority, and also where we wanted our family to be, it took that unraveling, which started that day. And then it took, it's taken and it still does every day. I woke up today and like, I'm, I had a really hard time getting after it this morning with, you know, moving towards my goals. I just feel tired and, you know, but you have days like that. But by and large, it's just focusing on that long term and knowing that if I, have discipline just like if you want to get in better shape you have to have discipline on a daily basis to move towards your goals and you're just going to have small incremental improvements and then you're going to have two get hit in the face and get two steps back and then you have to get up and you have to try again but when you start seeing the long-term net benefits of it it helps a lot boost your confidence and it helps you know seeing some results and they don't happen overnight and they won't happen overnight but it's, it's weird when you take a step back and look like it, it, let's just say the 10 year level, like 10 year increments of your life, right? Like my twenties, my, my everything twenties and before was really about me. And then my thirties were about, uh, my wife and I kind of and my career or our, our careers. And now I'm thinking, okay, it's kind of all of those things. Like, obviously we all have to, like Rachel and I have to be healthy, but, um, but also it's like, what do we need collectively for the next? Cause I got, you know, we're basically halfway through here guys. Mm -hmm. I'm 40 right now. Right. What, what do I want things to look like for the rest of my life? And sometimes you might be right in alignment and you're, everything's, you know, you have a great past and you're happy, you know, no one should, no one should take that for granted. That's fantastic. But if you look down the road and you're like, I don't see a way that I can get there, but man, I'm just, I'm getting a paycheck. I feel pretty good. I can't complain. You know, today I feel good. Mm-hmm. I'll figure that out later. It's like, well, will you? Or will you just come up with the same answer a year from now and two years from now, three years from now, and then you'll look back. But that later Something is happening, happening now, now, you know? There was a coworker of mine that was older, probably 15 years older than me. And I asked him one day, um, you know, uh, what would you do if you were me? Like, what, what, <laughs> are, are, he'd been in the, actually wasn't even a coworker. This wasn't a coworker. It was somebody that had been in the same career for like 25 years and he was going to retire there. Same job, same everything. I said, would, would you do that again? I was just curious. I wasn't, judging him at all I thought actually I was admired him I'm like man that must be nice you know exactly the path and he said I would if I were you I would look around at who you want to be like when you're older and then try to do that and when I started looking around the um for me I grew up in an entrepreneurial family like I was the first one with a semi-normal job, if you want to call Sitka a normal job. Um, everybody else is either on their own businesses or just actually all of them own their own businesses. And so when I looked around, I most wanted to be like the people that own their own businesses and were entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and the, the leading source of that inspiration was my father, who has made a great living never having an employee and never having a boss. And so when I looked at that, that was a big moment. I'm like, well, that doesn't happen in corporate America. And then I started looking around. There's some people that are totally happy having a boss and being told what to do. And I think that's fantastic because they want that. They want that security of not having to think uh, of things to do. They want, they want to come in, hit their checklist, go home, and never have to worry about it. I'm not wired that way. 
I have, that's why I love Sitka in the early days is because it was like, you know, half dozen of us, 10 of us, like just, just scrapping and grinding and being entrepreneurial and creative. The moment that, um, when you grow as a company, you know, there's less and less time for that. You got, you have everybody doing various defined roles. That's just not for me. So, um, that was another big thing in that whole process was just deciding that I am entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. I have to be working on a project that I'm energized and, and being creative and growing something and seeing tangible results from that growth creatively. That was a big, that was a big piece of it. Well, it sounds like you and your wife, you know, really set out you said you wrote a 20 year plan. It's, it's essentially you wrote a business plan for your life. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, thank you. That, that's a really good way to put it <clears throat> because I mean, we all write business, well, any, anybody who works in the corporate world or the entrepreneurial world, you have to write, you have to write, have plans. I mean, they don't always go the way you want, but, and very few people do that for their life. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. And I, I, and by the way, I didn't either until that day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God, this makes, and it was literally one sheet of paper. Cord. It wasn't complicated. Mm -hmm. You could do it in probably five minutes if you didn't overthink it. Well, that's the, pr the problem is when people, people know kind of what they want. Yeah. They just haven't written it down. Well, but people tend to overcomplicate it. You know, you try to dissect it to a degree that just then makes everything so impossible, you know, but I think it's important to have the structure, but not to, you know. Well, and they, and they self-edit too. They go, well, yeah. I want to, you know, be an underwater basket weaver, but that can never happen because of X, Y, Z. So, you know, I, I, I would write that down, but it's not going to happen. So why should I write now? Well, yeah. I mean, I can tell you one thing I wrote down that scares the living hell out of most people. Um, but I wrote it down and I'm going to do it, which is financial freedom by the time I'm 50. Nice. That's it's awesome. Not, I, I didn't write down retirement uh -huh. because I hate that word. I will, I, I hope I'm working on stuff that energizes me till the day I tip over. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to retire. I, 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 I really don't. I want to have the freedom to do the creative projects that I want without worrying about a bill. Mm -hmm. that's to me is energizing. And that was just one of the say 10 things we wrote down. But I think about that every day when I go to work specifically, I am today going to move at least one step closer to financial freedom when I'm 50. I love and when that. I wake up when I'm 50, I fully intend 100% to have that job complete. Mm -hmm. And, you know, along with the other things, which, you know, all the other things I mentioned around yeah. health because money's no good if you don't have all the other things in line. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, oftentimes people get so hung up on getting a paycheck um, that they can barely pay their bills with um, and going from month to month stressed out about money and everything else. And I get it. It's stressful. I mean, we we've... I still stress about money all the time. But if you don't, in my opinion, if I wasn't able to get my life aligned to at least give me the shot at, at, at a point in my life where that's not the case, I feel like that's pretty deflating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And honestly, I think that, you know, as... Uh, people who are entrepreneurs like yourself and like myself, I think we're just driven differently. The things that we need to feel success aren't just by a normal paycheck or a social status or a job title. There are things like, especially for entrepreneurs who are heavy in the like visionary realm, which I am, it sounds like you are as well. Like having the option and the opportunities to take these crazy ideas that a lot of people would think like, oh, that'll never happen. And to turn them into actionable things that are then successful. Like that's what drives people like myself. Um, I don't know that that is often very well received by other people. And I don't know if you have that kind of same experience where a lot of people might look at what we think is normal or exciting and think that's freaking crazy. Oh yeah, no. And I, and I fully admit sometimes I'm crazy. Um, but I also think that that's 
what you're supposed to be a little bit if you're an entrepreneur. I mean, there's no one more crazy than Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. Um, but I have somebody who works for me in my company right now. When I hired him, he's a very detailed, I've always clashed with very detail oriented people because they don't like me because I fly pretty fast and I make small mistakes, but I, 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 I win. I usually win the game like at a high level net. Like I, 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 but I need someone by my side that's good at details to sort of keep me in line. And they need me because they don't, they're scared of having vision. Mm-hmm. You're looking at and, the big, they're looking at the small. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I need them probably more. <laughs> and we had this conversation when I hired him. I was like, Hey man, I, I'm going to drive you crazy sometimes, but just, 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 you know, never feel free. I always feel free to challenge me and whatever, because I need you to, like tell me if I'm being too crazy and then also keep me in line. I'm not stupid enough to think that you can just be crazy and not like hit major walls. You have to have the right team around you. Oh, absolutely. But I do think that that's the brilliance of, um, or actually the, what makes entrepreneurship fun is, uh, or not even fun, just uh, energizing. It's like you're, you're, you're scared but you're not scared enough not to try stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I look at, I'm actually writing a book very slowly, but I am writing a book (laughs) right now about this, but I have these thoughts about the parallels between hunting and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Hunters are actually great entrepreneurs and they don't even know it. They go out in the woods, they get up 4.30 in the morning, haven't eaten much of any substance, usually dehydrated, sleep deprived, away from their families. It's cold, they're sleeping on hard ground. They get up in the morning and they're they're getting ready to do something where there's a 99.9% chance they're gonna be completely unsuccessful and even more tired and even more hungry and even more disconnected from their family at the end of the day. And then they're gonna get it up, they're gonna do it again the next day. And they're probably gonna do it again for a week or maybe months. And, but when it all works out, if it does, the whole misery train is worth it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's like no different than, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur. You get up every day, even though more than likely nothing significantly different is going to change the day before. Mm -hmm. I fully plan on killing an elk every day I get out of bed (laughs) during elk season. Yep. I, I'm always optimistic I will, but I'm also realistic that I probably won't, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I wake up every day right now, now that I have my own businesses, and I plan on making a huge deal every day. It's probably not going to happen, but that's just my attitude. And that's the craziness, right? Where my, my coworker will probably be like, dude, you know, you need to stop smoking crack or something because you are like, that is not going to happen. But guess what? Sometimes it does. And sometimes you do wake up and you call in an elk or, you know, you make a stock on a buck that has zero chances of occurring or, I mean, uh, being successful and you make it happen. You're like all of that misery and all of the, the challenges are totally worth that, that one moment, that split second where everything came together. And I think if, at least in the hunting community, if more people looked at it like that, they would understand the journey of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that's a great analogy and really just a great way to look at it because it's true and I was I was laughing because when I I just recently hired um, and added to my team which feels great I've been um, running my business since 2008 in the fitness world and have always done it on my own I've had people come in to teach classes or you know to teach Pilates or yoga but now I'm hiring to my team as a business. And that was almost the exact same conversation I had with my girls when I did my interviews as I said, you know, at times I'm going to be disorganized. At times I'm going to bring a lot of action items to the table and I need somebody who can look at me and either support those or go, you are freaking crazy or no, that that won't work. Or have you looked at it from this angle? Because, you know, 
I think one of the best ways that we find success and that we can move forward and, and make waves is to have people challenge us or to encourage us to look through, you know, a different lens, so to speak. So I love the analogy and um, definitely connect with what you're saying. You know, I same same thing in my job, personal business, everything. I, I wake up every day and I just say, like, I don't need to reach that that finish line today but i need to you know assess how do i do x y and z to move forward today like what are those next three four five steps that i need to do right now so that by bedtime tonight i know that i'm inching myself forward towards whatever those benchmarks are that i've set for myself yeah and in the days where you feel like you make no progress those suck they're really hard to swallow like and they happen all the time Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. like it's no different than being stuck in the back country in a tent during a storm and you guys lay there for three days or let's say someone gets hurt or you, you know, you have a, whatever. There's always setbacks. Like those are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I heard something from uh, Gary Vee uh, here a few months ago that I thought was pretty inspiring and actually really brought down my anxiety about the whole thing, which was if like, if people would stop looking at life, like a, like, uh, or, uh, like if you were, if it was sports, right. Um, if people would stop looking at it, like you're trying to be undefeated and never have anybody score a point on you, you would be less stressed out about it. Mm. In, instead of looking at it, like, look, I'm just trying to win the game. One Oh nine to nine. I'm going to have losses. I'm going to have, people are going to dunk on me. I'm going to have challenges. But my goal is to win the game long term. Mm-hmm. And it actually takes a little bit of the edge off because it's like, look, you're going to have days. I have them all the time. I don't know about you, Courtney, but I, I'd say at least a couple a week where, especially when you're trying to do something really hard, where it's like, oh, my God, you just feel overwhelmed. Um, you, you question what the hell you're doing. Yeah. You, you're tired. You uh, start thinking about, you know, a lot of different things but then you wake up the next day and you put the foot in front of the other and you make some progress you're like now it's funny I was telling somebody a couple weeks ago some days you feel like like a total badass like entrepreneurial (laughs) ninja yeah like you come home I've had these already you come home you got like some badass songs playing and you're like I am so cool. I made a deal today. I got this done, this, that, like things are going so smoothly. And that's usually when I get a little concerned because I know (laughs) something's coming. That's going to push me, like push me down again. Right. So I I try to take those moments, enjoy them, but I also refocus and be like, okay, like this is, this it was a great day, but that doesn't mean things are going to get easy. So, and that's why I always appreciate watching people like you who are so disciplined with fitness, which I struggle with, to be honest with you. Um, I'll go through phases where I, wor- I work out and I don't work out and I work out and I don't work out. Um, it's, it's inspiring to watch, you know, people like you and Cameron and all these people that I follow. They're so disciplined with their exercise because it's no different than if you're disciplined with your, you know, your work life or you're keeping your family in check or anything. Mm-hmm. Discipline is so valuable, even on the days and most importantly on the days where you feel like nothing is going your way. Absolutely. I think entrepreneurship in general is like a it's like a bipolar roller coaster and you know because I absolutely have those days where you know things are great business is good this is rolling the right way you know I've got these ideas or visions or these projects are happening and then there's times where you just feel you know like you're spinning your wheels almost you know or Um, I am somebody who's very driven by um, how I feel is based on my productivity level. So if I'm checking things off the list, if I'm having those conversations, if I'm nailing the meetings, if I'm doing all of that stuff, I'm like, I feel good. You know, when life gets crazy or, you know, the schedule is overly busy or I get overwhelmed and things, you know, aren't quite getting done in the rhythm that I want to, then I don't feel I don't feel great. You know, I feel less than stellar about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. So I've had to learn to disconnect a little bit of, you know, my to-do list and what it looks like right now should not have that great of an effect on 
how I, how, what my psyche is like. Right. Do you ever have that where you have to put yourself in check? Like I should not base my life and how I feel, you know, based on these material or business successes. Oh yeah. I struggle with it all the time. I mean, that's, that's one of the problems with, you know, if I was going to analyze the end of my life, uh, the, uh, the addiction to entrepreneurship, one of the downsides to it is it's very difficult to balance your life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're starting a business, you know, I started a, a real estate company when I left Sitka. Um, uh, we, we, which interestingly enough, I, I look at it with the same mission as what Sitka was, which is like connecting people to the outdoors. We deal only in land and ranches, timberland, hunting properties, recreational properties, stuff like that. So I'm constantly, I'm actually outside 10 times more than I was five years ago. But it's also an industry that I've had zero experience in, right? I know how to build a brand. I know how to, you know, uh, you know, sales. And I think all the, I, I learned, I learned a, I mean, several MBAs working at Sitka. It was incredible. But I'm still starting something from scratch in an industry that I don't know all the ins and outs of. And my company is growing so quickly. Plus, there's a learning curve to like how the, how the actual uh, uh, industry works. That some days, or like I'll get, like I just told you before we started talking, I, I went about a month without taking a day off. And I just realized this last week, and I didn't even realize it. My wife had to tell me. Like, I, I was so caught up in just checking checklists, like building the brand quickly mm-hmm. as possible, all these things. And it's like, you know what? I'm shutting the damn thing off today, and I'm going to sit by the pool. We're on vacation. I sit by the pool. I'm going to have a drink, and I'm going to play my guitar. I'm going to relax and forget about all of it. And even though I didn't feel like I was being productive and it kind of made me anxious, the next day I woke up and I felt like literally a different human being. Mm. My, my anxiety had gone down like 70%. And I was like ready to attack, which is the vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be really <laughs> careful. I, I have to be conscious of it. Plus I'm, you know, doing all the other things that I'm doing, which is, you know, crazy as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, just owning a business or trying to build a business or even working in a corporate job is stressful and it took and in this day and age everybody expects everything now 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 you're getting text messages all i mean there was years where i was answering emails in the middle of the night in my bed like wake up check your email at midnight Mm -hmm. type things do you think that was more on you personally from your personality or was that a requirement do you think in that in that business no it wasn't a requirement yeah no I do think early, early in any company, if you're building a brand, the reality is you're you're going to be. It's not like you're working forty hour weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no. It's do or die. Mm-hmm. So you have to make. You're going to be putting in more time, and it's a very difficult balancing act. But there's a chasm that you cross if you're successful, where you can you have the the capabilities to. Um, have a team supporting you to where you can actually balance your life back out. But I do think it's a lie to say that you can have this perfectly balanced life in the early part of a company. It's just probably not true. Unless yeah. you, unless you know something I don't. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't. But I think in general, <laughs> I think honestly finding quote unquote balance is, I think it's impossible. I feel like you, instead of finding balance, you just have to find a happy medium where you're, mostly out of balance you know and it's just a matter of having these perspective or mindset shifts where you go okay I'm in the hustle too hard gonna pull myself out I'm gonna sit by the pool and play my guitar and pull myself out of this you know and then you go back to the other side of that I think it's you know I don't know that there's balance maybe there is in some lines of work or if you're retired or circumstances are different but I think in this day and age in our society as parents, you know, raising kids as entrepreneurs, building businesses, I don't know that balance truly exists. Maybe somebody listening in will send me a message and they've got the answers. And if so, I'll share with you, but yeah, please do. Yeah. I I just don't know that there's a way to, I think you just constantly have to roll the ball in different directions. And one thing I would say about that, I have worked around a couple people that operate extremely efficiently 
that actually, I would say, I wouldn't say they have balance, but they have the ability to take breaks with no regrets or no stress. Hmm. Like I, I, I had one, one specific individual I used to work with who was running a huge company. And I always looked at him like, man, that guy must be stressed out as hell. And he really wasn't. And, and I remember one time he went on a 10 day vacation and he turned off his phone and email the entire time. And I said, dude, how do you do that? I can't do that. I'm like, you know, just kind of a peon. Um, and he's like, because I just do it. And I tell people don't contact me because I won't answer. If you set boundaries for yourself and are very disciplined about it, your life will take shape around it. The sure. problem is, is most of us break those rules. Mm-hmm. Right? You pick up the phone, you answer yeah. the email, you answer the text in the middle of the night. I started about six months ago, keeping my phone and my Apple watch in the kitchen at night. As soon as I decide the night's over, I put it away and I don't look at it again for the rest of the night. And I don't look at it again until I have my coffee in hand. I found actually that helps me a lot. I have a little bit of time, you know? Yeah. No, that's good. And I think, you know, it's one thing, like for me, if I were to say, and that's a fantastic part of like backcountry or truly going off grid is you don't have that luxury. And that is the only time for me where I can authentically say, even when I'm with my family, the only time where I'm mentally removed for like 99% from my job or business is when I'm in the backcountry with no service and it's nothing to forced. do. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't have an option. You know? Yeah. And that's, that, it is a beautiful thing. It's also stressful because you're like, what's happening? What am I not hearing about? Hopefully there's nothing bad, you know, all those things, but you have no choice. And eventually after a couple of days, you're, you're like in the grind of just finding food, food, shelter, water, <laughs> and hunting. Yeah. You know, you're like totally back to primitive elements of life. Yeah. But it takes a couple of days to like get rid of the anxiety and just forget about it. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot my phone's in my backpack. I yeah. haven't looked at it in like five days. Yeah. It's fantastic. Absolutely. It is, it is one of the greatest things about backcountry hunting. Yep. Because even if it's in my purse or in the car or something like that, in my mind, I'm really still thinking about it. You know, on day three or four or five when I'm when I'm out and about, you know, just on the hunt, like it's it just goes away for me. But the moment I'm back into service, my mind almost immediately kicks back into what clients do I need to talk to? I wonder how this person is or I got to get that email. You know, it's just it's this constant. It's this constant grind. But I think For for me, some of that is personality, too. You know, I'm a very high highly driven you know my whole life people have always told me like take a chill pill or relax for a little bit or sit down you know it's just that's not by nature who i am have you seen the new rf1 5 to 4500 rangefinder from maven optics i'm stoked to add this to my vinyl harness this year with five reticle options, five illumination levels, angle compensation, and crystal clear glass, this is a serious upgrade. Switch from field mode to the forest function for those dense areas with obstructions and debris. With pinpoint accuracy, the RF1 is truly a no-brainer go-to for bow hunters, rifle hunters, and long-range shooters. Stop by mavenbuilt.com to grab one for yourself and take advantage of the free gift with purchase when you use the code herinspired gift. But I want to talk a little bit about you know, entrepreneurship is fantastic and, and I love it. And we could talk about so many different facets of it. But for somebody right now who's really wanting to make a pivot in their life or change careers or do something different because maybe they're just not happy where they are, um, how do they maybe take that leap of faith? Like, what advice do you have for somebody in that scenario? So first of all, uh, the first thing I would do is sit down with your family or or, you know, whoever is in your life that's important to you and just unbiased with no, with, with, with no bias, uh, or, uh, without self editing, write down what you want. And that doesn't mean I want like say pretty high level. Like mm-hmm. you're not allowed to go under 20,000 feet here. Like, what do you want? Not like, I want this specific job, you know, across the street. 
like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, what, what are your goals? Like, for example, you could say, well, I want my kids to, you know, go to a great college. I want, you know, my, I would, I would love to travel. Uh, you know, those are common things that you hear. Um, but you, and literally write down what you want. Five, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Write it all down on a piece of paper. And take a look at that because here's the deal. There's no job that makes you totally happy in my opinion. Every job has ups and downs. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a job. And even it's, it was really interesting getting to know the country music community for me because I'm a, a, a an artist and my perception before I got to know actually famous people, was I'm just you know I'm not even just going backstage and sitting in the hot tub with you know you know drinking champagne and like gold chains and all these <laughs> things. One of the things I learned was that's actually the truth. Those people have human problems too, and a lot of them aren't actually that happy, and actually have the same questions in their minds that I'm describing right now. They don't know what they want to do with their life. They don't even know if they're going to have a record deal tomorrow. And my point of that is, is you have to have fundamentally know what you want before you can change anything. Mm -hmm. Because what you're doing that makes you unhappy might get, get you what you want. You might just have to endure it for another few years. But you have to know that first. So once you know that, then you go, okay, what truly makes me unhappy? Well, first of all, can I get where I'm going, where I want to go, doing what I'm doing? Let's just say the answer is no. Okay. Then what, what truly is making me unhappy about this thing that I'm doing? Uh, and what would be different in something else? So like, for example, say, I don't like one of my coworkers. Well, I can already tell you right now, folks, you're not going to like one of your coworkers no matter where you go. Congratulations. There's all, when you're dealing with humans, there's all, like humans can be a pain. There's always people that are going to rub you wrong and bother you. The, the wrong answer is to run away from those people. The right answer is to learn how to deal with them in the business world. In your personal life, you can shut people out and like that are toxic to you. That's fine. But in the business world, you're always going to have to interact with people you don't really like. Like that's just what it is. So maybe that's like something that's just kind of, a, a, you know, no matter where I go, I'm going to have to deal with that. Okay. So maybe another thing would be like, I don't make enough money. Okay. What, what's enough money? What are you, what are you trying to achieve? Well, I want to make more money. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Everybody wants to make more money. It's a, that's the nasty cycle of money. How much money do you want to make and for what? And you go and you start going through this process. And what I learned is, is you'll probably only find a couple things, maybe one that are truly different about whatever the new thing is you want to do. Cause most of the time people are running from things that they could probably solve. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are a couple things that are ir ir irreconcilable. Irreconcilable. God, my English is terrible. <laughs> today. But you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah, some things may be irreconcilable. Like, you truly might not be able to make any more money. And that can be a real problem for a lot of people. I know, I know that for me, I don't want a ceiling. I don't want to know how much money I'm going to make 20 years from now. Because in my mind, because I'm overly optimistic, I can make as much as I put in. So for me, the, the, the corporate world, if you will, didn't, wasn't super appealing to me to pursue because I'm not interested in status. I don't care about climbing ladders. I'm not trying to please the Joneses. What I want is if I do something great, I want to get paid for it, but I also don't want a ceiling to that. Yeah. And if I don't do anything great, then I don't deserve to be paid. It's, it's seems scary, but it's actually pretty freeing for me. But you may say, you know, five, 10 years from now, I could be, you know, making my whatever number and I'm good. And plus I've got my retirement, which is really important to me on my, on my list. I really want to retire by the time I'm 65. Well, fantastic. Then, then, then you, you may determine that maybe where you are, isn't that bad because entrepreneurship's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, 
then you got to figure out, you know, what are you struggling with and how can you deal with it productively? But if you do decide you, you, you want to start your own business or you want to do something that's, you know, most people consider scary. What I'll tell you is I personally don't look at it that way. I don't think entrepreneurship is scarier than working in a, in a normal job. And here's why I think well, I know because I've seen it that any one of us at any moment can fail at any job. You can get fired from your corporate job just as fast as I can get fired by a client in my in the in the business that I run. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm, so true. no matter where you go, you're going to have to perform. Mm -hmm. So and it, when you start talking about you know security with a paycheck and all those things, yeah, I, I sort of get that, but I don't consider it super secure, considering the fact that any day of the week at any company leadership can change and the whole company could get moved or, you know, you, you could make a stupid mistake and get fired. So like, I think what all I'm saying is, is there's risk in any job. So if you can look at it that way and be like, okay, there's risk in any job. There's no way that I can reconcile this situation. What's the harm in trying? What is the harm? Like specifically state what your fears are. I fear, um, if I do this, we will be in financial trouble. Well, that's a good thing to write down because maybe that now is not the right time then because you need to have a plan. You don't want to put your family in jeopardy. I, I was lucky. I had saved enough money to do it. So even if I failed, I could go find a job and we weren't going to go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has that, that um, ability, and I get that. So, you know, I'm not pretending to be, I'm not going to be ignorant about it. Like you should have a plan. Like don't just dive off and, you know, put your family into a tailspin, but also don't, don't lie to yourself. Um, if it isn't, uh, something you can reconcile somewhere you want to stay, don't lie to yourself to say, well, that, that world out there is scary. That's just a bunch of risk. That's, and I'm sorry for profanity, but that's bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's an excuse in my opinion. It's no more risky than anything else. You still got to perform. You still got to deal with humans. You still have to have discipline. You still have to deliver. It's no different than a normal job. It's just you are the boss. <laughs> and to me, even though that's scary, it's offset by the freedom. Yeah. So um, that's what I would say. It's there's a lot of people out there that probably do need to stay where they are because maybe what they're running from can be dealt with and they could be super happy or maybe that's not going to happen. It's like miserable. If you're miserable, what's the point? Is that really worth a paycheck? Like it, it, you can get a paycheck a lot of different ways, you know, follow Gary Vee. He'll flip sneakers on eBay and make a paycheck. Mm -hmm. That's not, it shouldn't be about that. It's like, what do you want? What are your fundamentally, what do you want? And what are you scared of? And what are you trying to run away from? And then you reconcile all those things and it's going to give you some sort of direction. And then you're going to have to have the courage to trust the data. And that, that, that takes time. It took me a couple of years to make the decision. You know, you gotta, it takes a lot of time for your brain to sort that out and take, to muster up courage to do it. <laughs> but the last thing I would say about that, Courtney, is I don't, and this is not in a demeaning way at all, <laughs> I, I don't think everybody's wired for it. Just like I'm not wired to be a CPA. I'd be an awful CPA. <laughs> I don't think everybody's wired to be an entrepreneur. So the answer isn't always entrepreneur. It's shiny right now, but the answer isn't always entrepreneurship. It could just be, you know, if you're tired of working for a big company, go work for a small company. If you're tired of working for a small company, go work for a big company. You know, if you're tired of your profession, find a different profession. Mm -hmm. But first, you have to know what the hell you're trying to achieve before you can do anything. So life business plan. I like it. Yeah. Well, you bring up a lot of valid points in that, too. And I think that what perpetuates a lot of that is just fear, fear and staying where you are, fear and going somewhere new. You know, you just really have to assess what is it like? What are the what are the skeletons in the closet that are either 
you know, encouraging you to change or to be dissatisfied with where you are. Or, you know, sometimes people just want to level up and do something different and grow and learn. Um, so I think it's really good just to assess that, like you said, and sit down with somebody with a with an unbiased opinion that can give you some real feedback to and listen to what your desires and and uh, goals are. Once again, thank you for tuning into the show. We hope that your cup is full and you're ready to embrace your untamable vibe. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a favor? Help us grow our audience by sharing your favorite episode on social media, sending the episode to a friend, and leaving us a review online. We love to hear from you. One more thing, be sure to press that subscribe button and never miss a weekly episode. See you next week.